Hey, what's going on, y'all? You're listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. And the immortal words of the great Negro poet Nelly. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I don't know if y'all been paying attention or not, but this summer for Houston sports is on fire. What the young kids like to call it, lit. Whoa, it's been a minute. I'm trying to think of the last time the Houston summer has been this hot pertaining to sports. If you have not been paying attention to what's going on with the Texans organization and their GM search and what they're going to do with Jadavion Clowney or what's going on with the Rockets organization when it comes to Maury, D'Antoni, Harden, Capella, CP3, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. And let me preface this podcast by saying this. What I'm about what I'm about to talk about, some of you all are not going to believe it. Some of you all are not going to agree with it. But guess what? That doesn't bother me one bit. Sports is about opinions unless you're talking straight facts. So you can have your opinion on whether you believe me or not after I present to you what my sources have presented to me. You can you can disagree with it and it's okay. I'm not going to unfriend you. I'm not going to block you unless you get uh um unless you start using profanity or being derogatory. Other than that, that's cool. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I'm fine with that. So I preface my statement by saying this. When it comes to this Houston Rockets organization, by the time I finish this podcast, you'll realize that there's one common denominator in this whole situation. Let's start with Dwight Howard. You all remember when Dwight Howard came to the Houston Rockets after leading his team, uh, the Orlando Magic, to the 2009 finals? They lost, of course, and then he went and played with the Lakers where he was still making, you know, all NBA teams. He got hurt, wasn't playing as well. Then he ended up coming to the Rockets. Now, the sad part about him playing at the Lakers is that Kobe Bryant put a moniker on him that still stuck with him today. Kobe Bryant called him soft because he wouldn't come back and play through injury. And, you know, whether you believe it or not that he was hurt, I honestly and truly believe that Dwight Howard was hurt. Like his back was really hurt. And if anybody of you all, if any of you all have dealt with back injuries before, severe back injuries, you know that that can mess up other things. One of the reasons I'm retired out of the military right now is because my L4 and my L5 are touching. There's no fluid to stop the bone on bone, which shoots the pain through my sciatica nerves, which also caused me to have to have surgery on both of my ankles. See how that works? So I truly believe that Dwight Howard was hurt. I digress. Comes to Houston. Plays for the Rockets. But during that time, as time went on, there became some dissension between him and James Harden. Now, mind you, 
there wasn't really an offense designed for Dwight Howard when he was here. I could never understand why they did not start the game letting Dwight Howard touch the ball at least five times to make the defense adjust to having to play Dwight Howard in the post. That way it frees you up for so many more shots. But Dwight Howard running around here got to get, you know, rebounds, tip rebounds, pick and roll situations, same way that Capella is playing right now. There's no off. There was no design plays really for him, which was baffling because Kevin McHale was one of the best big men to ever play the game. You got another big man, serviceable big man. You didn't use him. But in the locker room, it got to the point where you were either Team Harden or Team Howard. And if you wanted to stay Team Harden, if you wanted to stay, I'm sorry, if you wanted to stay on the team, if you wanted a future with the Rockets, then you joined Team Harden. There was one time where Harden put out a, uh, listen, hold on. And this is according to my sources. I was not there. I was not. But I got some pretty reliable sources. And if anybody knows anything about me and my journalistic integrity and my uh, unwillingness to be clickbait or a hot take social, I mean, uh, sports media personality through social media. This is information I didn't held on for a long time. But uh, according to the sources, James Harden told him, stop passing him the ball. Don't pass him the ball. Now, I have not went back to watch every game that was played when Dwight Howard was here. Once those, you know, once they say that that James Harden gave that directive, I'm not. I just know that there was a lot of dissension. There was a lot of uh, uneasiness. In that locker room, there was a lot of tension in that locker room and you had to pick the right side. Fast forward to Trevor Ariza. Now, Trevor Ariza came in. Trevor Ariza had played in 2009 with the Rockets. Then he left because he got traded. He was traded for, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, Courtney Lee. Y'all remember that stud, right? That all pro. That all that second team all be all NBA player. Hey, raise your hand if you still have a Courtney Lee jersey. I did not think so. I'm almost inclined to give away a gift card if you have a Courtney Lee jersey and can display it on Twitter. Follow Big Star Sports with the Z at the end. So Trevor Reza's here. He leaves. Trevor Reza comes back out a four-year, thirty-two million dollar deal in 2014. Right. 2014 in a signing trade comes back and signs a four year, $32 million deal. Now, one, when Trevor Reese's contract was up, it was one about money. Trevor Reese wanted more money. He wanted a four to five year, uh, a four to five year deal worth 50 to $60 million. At the time, Trevor Reese was rated the third best small forward free agent in the league behind LeBron James and Paul George. Yet the Rockets couldn't pay him and Clint Capella and CP3. They could not pay all three of them. They could not give the big money to all three. So they decided to give the money to CP3 and give the money to Clint Capella. By giving them that money, 
That let Trevor Reason know where he stood. At the time, don't get me wrong. Some of you all, and I watched it. Some of you all on social media love the fact that CP3 got that money. Some of you all love the fact that uh, that Trevor, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, that uh, Clint Capella got his money. Now, though, y'all are like, you hate it. That's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that on another podcast at another time. So, yes, one, Trevor Reza wanted money. Trevor Reza wanted big money. But two, there was another reason why Trevor Ariza wanted to leave from away from here. According to my sources, there was rumblings late in the season that uh, the contract wasn't the only thing bothering him. It was also his growing disconnection with Harden and Mike D'Antoni. That's according to my sources. He got to the point he didn't like the system anymore because he was basically used for defense. He was basically used to play great defense on the best player on the other team. But then when it came down to the other end of the court, he didn't get, there was no sets run for him. He wasn't able to use his ability. So if you've been watching Trevor Ariza since he played at UCLA, you know that Trevor Ariza is a slasher. He's always been a slasher. He's been a good mid-range shooter. He's been a good, he's been an okay three-point shooter. He wasn't good, great but he wasn't bad. He was like that in between. But his whole game was was predicated on the fact that he could get to the basket anytime he wanted to. A slasher. When he came to the Rockets, he's like, ah, hold on. Just go over in that corner right there and sit. And this is when and I'm talking about when Mike D'Antoni got here. When Mike D'Antoni got here, he's like, yeah, Trevor, go sit in that corner, but come back down, play good defense. And when you play good defense and you get the rebound, Kick it to James. Kick it to James. So, as time went on, Trevor Reason started saying, according to my sources, I gotta keep, I gotta keep prefacing what I'm saying by saying according to my sources, because I was not in the room to hear this verbatim. But Trevor Reason was tired of James Harden being so ball dominant. Being so ball dominant, especially when he's giving his all on the defensive end and coming down and James is just jacking up shot or dribbling the ball and running out the time clock. They said that Trevor Ariza got highly upset. Now, some of you all ain't going to believe that. And that's cool. But why don't you talk to your Rockets insider friends? Talk to your friends that you know in the media. And not not your cousin who took a picture and took a selfie with the Rockets player when they was at Buffalo Wild Wings. Not 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 your uh friend who, you know, James Harden stops by their store every now and then. And now you consider him a source. No, not that one. I'm talking about true Rockets insiders. When you start talking to the media and true Rocket insiders, you'll find out that Trevor Reza had already started making plans to move back to Los Angeles. Way, way, way before the season had ended. Way before they lost in the Western Conference Finals to the Golden State Warriors. So now, we've talked about Dwight Howard. We've talked about Trevor Ariza. I don't even, I don't know if you all have picked up on the common denominator yet, but we're going to keep going. And I'm going to tell you about this common denominator. 
Once again, you're listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast, hosted by me, none other than Big Sarge. Fast forward to today. This past weekend, Stephen A. Smith put out a report. And once Stephen A. Smith put out this report that there was uh, rumblings that CP3 didn't want to be here anymore, it was almost like somebody just cut on the faucet and story after story after story after story started coming out about the dysfunction in the Rockets locker room. Now, we've had Mike D'Antoni. We've had um, uh, 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 Austin Rivers come out and say, ah, there's really no dysfunction. Just today, Daryl Morey came out and said the same thing. When he was on, when he was being interviewed, there's no dysfunction. There's no dysfunction. Let me take you to Game Six of the 2019 Western Conference Playoffs between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. You all know Kevin Durant got hurt at the end of Game Five. The Warriors won that game, came back to Houston, won in the Toyota Center, won Game Six. You're led to believe that there was nothing that went on in the locker room after that, that game. According to my sources, there was. If you know anything about Chris Paul, he has never been one to bite his tongue. And so he said some things and I heard that there was a, a you know, an exchange, a back and forth exchange. And the next thing I know, Chris Paul is at the podium. Right. Like we didn't even get a chance to really set up after uh, Mike D'Antoni had left before. Bam. Uh, uh, wait, was it Mike D'Antoni, Steve Kerr? And the next thing we know, bam, here's Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul was normally with James Harden or Tucker or Capella. He's always normally with somebody, but he came in by himself, answered the questions and left. The end of the in the end of the press conference, here's James Harden. Was asked a question about what the Rockets need to do. He said, we know what we need to do. Was asked a follow-up question. Well, what is it you need to do? And he said, we know what we need to do. We'll take care of it. Huh? Okay. Right after that, talk to a couple of people. They say, you know, CP3 isn't happy, right? I was like, what do you mean he's not happy? CP3 made it known that... This system isn't designed to win a championship. Mike D'Antoni's system is not designed to win a championship. It's, it's designed to look good in the regular season. Also, CP3 let it, let it be known that he's a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame point guard in the NBA. He needs to have his hands on the ball more. Which is just like according to the ESPN report, just like according to the ESPN report, he loved being on the second unit. I don't know how many of you all remember when I put out that video, when I asked him, uh, hey, maybe it was against the Utah Jazz. I think they had lost. And I asked him about that, about the second unit. And he's like, yeah, I'm in control of the second unit and we have to do better. No, maybe that was the game against Golden State and they lost game two. And he was like, I'm in charge of whichever game it was. He says, I'm in control of the second unit. And you know why Chris Paul loved being on that second unit? Because he controlled the ball. 
He did not play off the ball. He played on the ball. How many of you all remember? I think it was game four. Game four here in Houston where Chris Paul may have scored mm, like eight to ten point in eight to ten straight points where he had the ball in his hands and he waved off Harden and he ran the offense. And I think he scored maybe scored like eight to ten points straight. But he had he he felt like he was in his natural habitat by having the ball in his hands. And that was one of the things that he did not like, the fact that he did not have the ball in his hands anymore. He also doesn't feel that James Harden is held accountable. That James Harden is able to do whatever he wants to do. And Mike D'Antoni doesn't say anything to him. I've seen D'Antoni talk to James Harden, you know, about some things. I've seen I've seen Mike D'Antoni upset. When James Harden has done some things. But Chris Paul comes from an old school way of playing basketball where the coach jumps in your butt. Like how Doc Rivers used to do. Which is a lot of times why Chris and and, and Doc used to get into it a lot. But you got to think about it, though. They were both point guards and and Doc Rivers comes from an old school way of coaching. And CP3 comes from an old school way of playing basketball. And so... CP3 didn't feel like James was held accountable uh, uh, a lot. So, like I said, there's a lot of stories coming out now. Some of them are true. Some of them aren't true. According to what I have been told. Some of them are true. Listen, I put it like this. I read some of these reports and I was like, that falls right in line in what I was told. Then I read uh, other reports and I was like, that ain't what I heard at all. At all. I don't know how the Rockets are going to fix this thing. I don't. I hope they do. I would like to see, you know, I would like to see the Rockets contend for a championship. I hope they get this thing fixed. And with the fact, uh, and now that Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant is out, the West is wide open. I don't care that the Lakers just got, you know, Anthony Davis in the trade. That doesn't, that makes them better. But they don't have anybody else around them right now. And if the Rockets team stays uh, like they are currently comprised, they could win a championship. At least get to the finals because the West is wide open now. So I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if the relationship between Chris Paul and James Harden can be mended. I don't. But for Rockets fans sake, I hope it is. Because I think that they have a really good team. And when you have two guys that are really good at their position, because James Harden is really good at his position, and Chris Paul is really good at his position. Chris Paul is older now, but he's still good. These two guys should be able to get along and lead this team and not break this team apart. So like I said earlier, believe what you want to believe. All I did was put the information out there for you. This has been Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast. I'm out.